If you did not come to Victoria's wedding, she will never forget that. It'll always be in the back of her mind. She's mm. going to get you at some point in your life, just FYI. We're going to get revenge. This is Almost Prepared, the podcast where you'll laugh, you'll learn, and get through life one day at a time with Jamie and Victoria. Can you believe that it's September already? No, I don't even know where August went. I swear we blinked and it was, you know, April, May, and now the kids are back in school. Life is kind of getting back to normal. Well, for us, I know in Alberta, they're doing like a mask mandate again, where they're going to make people wear a mask again. Really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I think it's just in Edmonton and maybe Calgary. So I don't know if it'll hit you up there, but there's a possibility because y'all's numbers are going a little crazy again. Are we surprised? Not in the slightest. I was waiting for this to happen. I know, me too. I still wear a mask in town and people look at me. Do they (laughs) really? Yeah, they look at me. They're just like, oh, really? You're wearing a mask? (laughs) Like, I can tell that I'm being judged, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care. I have a new baby at home. I don't want to get sick and I don't want to bring any sickness home. So Mm -hmm. fuck it. I wear a mask. I've noticed recently that a lot more people are wearing masks here especially Mm -hmm. like in malls and restaurants or whatnot than before, whether it be the new variant or whatever, people want to feel more comfortable. It's weird. It's kind of making me feel like I should wear a mask when I go out again, you know? Mm -hmm. To each their own. Like, I don't care. But my husband brought up a good point. He's like, I haven't got the flu in so long. And he's like, maybe it's the mask. Maybe it's just all the social distancing. But Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm just going to continue wearing a mask. I'm like, all right. You know, that could be like a great slogan. If you don't want the flu, stay away from everybody. And it's been great. I know. So this has been a really, really busy week for you and for me. I have a couple of friends visiting from Ontario Mm -hmm. um, and you moved, which is, (sighs) oh oh my God. Let me tell you, honestly, I am so, so thankful that someone decided to develop the ideas of moving companies because (laughs) I would never, ever, ever in my life want to do any heavy lifting or anything ever again. Especially because you were in radio for so long and Mm -hmm. oh my God, in radio, you move every year to year and a half, two years, like you're always on the move. So packing up all of your stuff again and carrying everything downstairs Mm -hmm. again out into the parking lot or garage, it just, no. Because I've moved so many times, I was able to pack relatively quickly. And before I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to go through everything and I'm going to make sure I don't bring a lot of junk with me. And then near the end of it, I was like, (laughs) screw it, tossed everything in a box and said, I'll deal with this when I move in. I'll sort things out because I don't have time for this anymore. Okay. Just to warn you, I did that when I moved into this house four Mm -hmm. years ago, that box is still in the basement. (laughs) Garrett's like, can we get rid of this? I'm like, no, like I will go through it. And usually I'm so organized and I I feel bad. He's going to listen to this and be like, oh my God, because I make him organize the shit out of all his stuff. And then I have a box downstairs (laughs) that's still is full. I'm pretty sure my Ontario license plate is in it. Why do you still have that? I don't know. <laughs> is that a crime? I think it is. I think you're supposed to return those when you see the plate. To return I should really go through this box. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I get it though. I'm actually going to go through my stuff because I have now nothing but time and I have to organize and decorate a house before Kyle even moves in. But if Gary ever says anything to you, just say, I had your baby. So you're even. I had your baby. <laughs> That's what we're going to be using for the next couple of years. I pushed a baby out of my vagina. Right. Don't (laughs) talk to me. Let's get 
personal, personal. Let's get personal, personal. So a trend right now on TikTok is where all these influencers are talking to their 15-year-old self. So my question for you is if you could talk to your 15-year-old self, what would you say? What would I say to my 15-year-old self? I don't know. I was a pretty fabulous 15-year-old, Victoria. I will oh, say. <laughs> why am I not even surprised? I would say keep doing what you're doing because you are amazing. You're amazing, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> right. I would tell myself to... I don't want to say come out earlier because I didn't know my sexuality when I was 15 fully, but I would tell myself to really explore because I repressed a lot of sexuality until I was like 17 or 18. Cause I was like, I'm going to focus on school and be a good boy. Like my mom said, and I would have been like, no, you go get it on. You do you do your thing. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I would tell myself to pursue my passions first. My parents were always like, oh, you have to go to school. You have to do this. And so I went to the University of Alberta and I studied something I didn't really want to study. What did you study? Human ecology and psychology with a minor in philosophy. Does that sound like me? No, that does not scream Jamie. No, not at all. So I wish like, you know, maybe I would have studied radio a lot sooner and then said, oh my gosh, this is a big mistake. You're not going to make any money or, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, pursue acting and modeling a little earlier as well too. But that's what I would tell myself. Okay. I like that. What would you tell your 15 year old self? Not date a couple of people who I dated. (laughs) That's tell my 15 year old self. Steer clear of the crazies. I'm so curious, like, did you date someone really badly when you were 15 or did you just go through some weird experiences? When a guy liked me when I was 15, even if I didn't like him back, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, I'll still like go on a date with you. You know what I mean? Uh... And it's just like, (laughs) why? Like, But like, I think I just didn't have the confidence to say no or like I was scared to say no. And so I would just tell my 15 year old self to be like, just don't. You don't need to go on a date with that guy if you don't like him. Unless you were hungry, then I would totally justify it. <laughs> Unless you wanted a free meal, then yeah. <laughs> okay, my question for you is food-based and is really going to dictate how I feel about you as a person. Oh, okay. Like you don't already know who I am? Well, this will really clarify. Are you a pancake person or a waffle person? I like waffles so much better than pancakes. I don't know what it is. Like they're probably even the ingredients are the same, but there's just mm-hmm. something. I Maybe I like the more of like the crunchiness of a waffle. Like mm-hmm. I like eating it like a pancake. I put it in my mouth and it's gone. It just is like, it just disintegrates. Yeah, a waffle. Normally, I would disown a person who says waffles are better than pancakes. And honestly, it's because my mom always made pancakes for us when we were kids. So I just have a soft spot for pancakes. But over the years, I'm like, no, I agree. Like the crunch of a waffle, certain toppings and whatnot. You know, it's still like a close bet, but I'll let this one slide for you. Garrett calls them hot cakes. I'm like, hot cakes? I'm like, what are you eating in the morning? But I want some. (laughs) I want a hot cake. I mean, if you think about it, it really is. Like, it's the same ingredients of a cake. Yeah. And it's hot. So he's not wrong. Yeah. But I mean, don't teach that to your baby. Tell him to call them pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what is such a good feeling, though, when you are making pancakes is when you get the flip down. Right. When it starts to bubble at the top and you're like, okay, like this is perfectly brown. 
Mm-hmm. And then you flip it and it's like, oh, beautiful flip, beautiful yeah. brown pancake. You would get a 10 out of 10 in the Olympics if people saw the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an Olympic sport. Although I don't know if you've ever noticed this. When you make the first pancake, the first pancake is always garbage. And then every yes. other pancake is perfect. Yes. Right. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. It's same with waffles, though. Sometimes mm-hmm. you put the batter in and you're just like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah. Why are you so (laughs) shitty looking? What did you go through? What happened to you in your lifetime? (laughs) (laughs) Do you care if you're going to be a cool mom? Yes. So when I was pregnant, I actually read a book on how to be a cool mom. Really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What What did it say in the book to be a cool mom? It just said... Like, be real. Like, don't be that mom that judges hard. Don't judge other moms, basically, mm-hmm. is what it said. Like, just be true to yourself. Just be, like, open and don't be an asshole. What if that's being true to yourself, though? Being judgmental yeah. and an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know if being a mom is for you. Or maybe you have a specific group of friends that you need to hang out with. It's such a good book, though. And it even had a whole chapter just about how your relationship with your pets and dogs will change. Evolve. Because I'm like, oh, my God, Miss Claire Jean-Vier pegs a hat. See, oh. like, I'm so sad. Stop. Don't roll your eyes at me. Anyway, so, yes, of course, I want to be a cool mom. I read a book about it. Keep going. A new poll came out and it found that 47% of moms, they're really worried about whether their kids are going to think that they're cool or not. So then it asked the kids to name things that cool moms should never, ever do. So you'll know what to not do with baby cool when he gets a little bit older. Okay. Okay. Number one, do not use their nickname in front of their friends, like calling them sweetheart or Or honey bunches of oats. Ugh, terrible. (laughs) My little love, love, love bug. (laughs) Like if you wouldn't do that to your partner, please don't do that to your child. Not in public or at least in front of their friends, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. If, okay. uh, if my parents called me their little sweetheart honey in front of everyone, I think I would melt into the floor. <laughs> See, what I got, because there's so many kids in my family and our names all start with J, I get called Jason or Jenny. I'm like, no, of course. not me. <laughs> you know, what's funny is my parents didn't even call us like sweetheart or honey. They literally just called us Victoria and Christine, or sometimes they would call me Christine like you and like yeah. Victoria, my sister, because, you know, you just can't get that right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we literally never got called honey or sweetheart. It wasn't until I met uh, some of my friends' parents in Ontario and they like they were all so lovey and what I'm like, what is going on? You guys talk to your family and call each other sweet names? Our family didn't say I love you mm-hmm. until I moved away for school. Yeah. Me and too. then they're like, hey, love you. And I'm like, what? Okay, bye. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we also never hugged each other. We were never like affectionate in that way. Like, we yeah. were never like, oh, my God, like, no, I see you every day. Why do I need to hug you? <laughs> Is that bad? I feel like I need to go to therapy. No, no. My family was the same way. Um, it wasn't until we got older and like we moved away. Yes. And so now when we see each other, because we don't see each other very often, it's like, yeah, of course, we're going to hug and we're going to do all the stuff. But maybe we both need therapy then. Maybe it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> the number two thing that kids say your mom should not do if you want to be cool is shouting their name at a sporting event or any event that they're taking part of. 
even if it's encouraging or whatnot. They don't want that attention. See, I played ringette growing up, so I couldn't really hear the fans when I'm on the ice. The fans, yes. But I'm sure my mom was <laughs> screaming my name at the top of her lungs. I'm sure of it. Or she was just at the bar drinking some wine with her girlfriends. So <laughs> you're like, the game's almost over. Let's go get Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I remember when I played soccer as a kid, my dad was a soccer coach. And I remember this so specifically, he would say, Jamie, stop doing cartwheels on the field. Jamie, (laughs) stop picking up dandelions. (laughs) Especially as the coach's son. Like, he's probably so embarrassed being like, oh, my God, get it together. (laughs) Okay. And the number three thing you should not do if you want to be a cool mom is never dance in public. (laughs) Oh, my God. My sister and I went to a wedding for the first time with our our parents a couple years ago because we didn't Mm -hmm. really go to weddings growing up. And we saw my parents dance at a wedding. And I'm like yo, Christine and I were like, you guys need to sit down. And it's like, we're having a good time on the day. I'm like, sit down. I'm picturing Elaine from Seinfeld, you know, the, the thumbs dance and everything. That's what I'm picturing your parents doing. 100%. They were, they were doing the twist and shout when the twist and shout wasn't even on. That was their classic dance move for everything. I'm like, sit down, dad. You're going to strain your hip. Like You do not have good hips. <laughs> well, when your baby's older, certain dances that are like popular now, like flossing and all those things, like those are not going to exist. So those will be like ancient moves. So you should totally learn it so that you can do it in front of Cole. Oh my God. I'm so doing that. And I bet you all of his friends would be like, Wow, what a great dance move. At least in my head, that's what they're going to say. Yeah, because they're not going to say that at all. (laughs) They're going to be like, why is your mom on Coke? (laughs) Also, I think another thing that needs to be added to this list, I don't know if your mom did this, but my mom would sing in public, in the cars, anywhere. And I'm like, okay, you are not Aretha Franklin. Like, (laughs) tone it down. No, my mom did not do that in public, but she definitely did it in the house when people were over, no matter yeah. what time of the day. So she always sings the same song. What was it? I sing because I am happy. It was like a church song. And she always oh, sang at the top of her life. I know lungs. that song. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. I give my friends earplugs and I said, give it four minutes or so. She'll be done. <laughs> give it four minutes. See, you're like, I have this time. Yeah. <laughs> Is this tacky or totally fair? A couple from Chicago had a destination wedding in Jamaica and one couple who RSVP'd did not show up. So they charged them for not showing up. They say the couple told them four different times that they were coming and they never called to cancel. So the couple who got married sent them an invoice for $240. 120 for each seat at the reception that they left empty. It's gone crazy viral online and there's some mixed reviews. So I want to know, Jamie, do you think this is tacky or do you think this is totally fair? Okay. I think you know exactly what I'm going to say with this. So I think you should answer first. So I know where to go. (laughs) So we actually had people RSVP and not show up, which sucked. It's rude. It, It sucked so bad because you do pay for that meal. Mm-hmm. So there goes, you know, whatever amount of money. So in this case, $120 out the window. Mm-hmm. And then also you spend so much time making the seating arrangements seating. right? that you now have like gaps in your seats. And 
that sucks too, because then you have people who are sitting down at that table being like, why are there a couple empty seats at this table? Mm-hmm. You know, you feel bad for them, especially if it's a small table, like a table of six yeah. or a table of eight. If two people don't show up, that's a small table. You can really tell. So obviously I, we never sent them invoices. I would never send an invoice, mm-hmm. but I remember, <laughs> I, I remember, I don't forget. <laughs> is that I feel like that's worse than the invoice. <laughs> like I'm always gonna know you didn't come to my wedding. <laughs> I'm always gonna know that you did not show up. <laughs> now, okay, the people that didn't come to your wedding, did they at least tell you before that they weren't gonna come? Some people did, but some people didn't. And I think that's the difference from my opinion with this story is if you're gonna RSVP like these people did four times and then not show up and then not explain why you didn't show up. That's why mm-hmm. I understand why the couple sent them an invoice. I understand in a wedding, there's overhead and you, there's people who show up who weren't invited and people who don't come who were invited. I get that. Would I send an invoice? My friends would know that I would probably send an invoice as, like a, <laughs> as a joke. They would understand it as a joke. But like, would I be serious? <laughs> I'd be pissed if you didn't come to my wedding and then yeah. didn't tell me that you weren't going to come after you RSVP'd. No, I would not theoretically send an invoice because Kyle would probably tell me not to do it. But what I want to, 100%, I, I think it's so rude. I think it's so rude, especially for a destination wedding. This right. is not something, it's not like you're going to a wedding a couple of minutes away from your house in the city or in your town. You have to pack a bag. You have to book your flight. You have to book your accommodations. Like this is things that you book months in advance. Mm -hmm. So for them to be like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then not to show up, you're like, okay, but what the hell you told me, you know, maybe three or four months ago that you booked it, you lied. Or piss me off. Do they still go to Jamaica and then just not go to the wedding? Or did they just not go to Jamaica at all? You know, Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. Could you imagine just being in Jamaica and not going to the wedding? <laughs> that would be a slap in the face. Maybe they were really hungover from the night before. I don't you know. S- no, you still <laughs> go to the wedding. I know. I like the pettiness of it, though. I like the gall of these people to send their, their wedding guests uh, an invoice and saying, yeah, you didn't show up. So here you go. Thanks for not coming to my wedding. It was an expensive wedding if each seat was $120. Mm-hmm. I can Especially imagine. for a destination wedding. Like what? So, Isn't it just buffet food? Like, I don't understand. I guess not. Maybe they sent them with the invoice, like a plate of the food, the, the dinner that they didn't get. And then that would be like, then I would get it more. Oh my God. <laughs> Here's the spring rolls and the Caesar salad that you missed out on. Also, I want $240. Right logically would not want to send an invoice, but the pettiness in me would say, no, I respect this. So I am team invoice. I am team invoice. I'm team not invoice, but I would want to send an invoice (laughs) because I've wanted to send an invoice. If you did not come to Victoria's wedding, she will never forget that. It'll always be in the back of her mind. She's going to get you at some point in your life. Just FYI. We're going to get revenge. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But not really. Not really. You know, there are so many times when I just look at the dating pool and I hear stories from my friends and I am so, so happy that I don't have to worry about being in the dating game because mm-hmm. it is literally a dumpster fire every time <laughs> I see something. It's <laughs> terrible. There's a new dating term, although it's not really new. They, they just put a term towards it. It's called the roaching. It's when you find out that someone's been cheating on you with a ton of other people not one or two, like it has to be multiple. 
So essentially, they're a serial cheater who's been seeing a lot of people behind your back. Now, they call it roaching because of that really, really gross feeling that you get when you turn on the lights in a room and then you see the cockroaches scatter. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a visual. (laughs) Yes, gross. So the people that they're cheating with, they're the roaches, not the person you're dating. Which seems a little unfair because they should be the person that you're dating. That should be the roach. Maybe he's called the cock and they're all called the roaches. (laughs) Well, let's specify it could be a she. They could be the cock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I actually love this term though. Roaching. I think it's so funny. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) I don't, you know, like maybe these people knew that they, this guy or girl was in a relationship. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't, but I just love how, imagine just sitting around with your friends and being like, those are roaches. Like, I just think it's so funny. (laughs) In situations like this, like I had a friend of mine who was dating this guy for quite a while and then found out that over the course of their relationship, he was getting cheated on every week or so for the course of how many years. And I'm like, I don't get why people do this. If you don't want to be in a relationship, then just don't be in a, you can go sleep with whoever you want, but don't do it while you're in a relationship. It's just weird to me. Also, how do you not know? That your partner's cheating? Yeah, like if in this case, like multiple, like every week he was cheating on this guy. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you not know? Honestly, and I don't mean this to like, to be a brag or whatnot, but I feel like it's really easy to get away with cheating. Really? With social media and apps and everything, I feel like you can essentially live a double life for quite a while. And the only reason people get caught for the most part is because they slip up. They leave their Facebook open or their partner goes to their phone or something like that. There's always something like a a partner will always have an inkling of what's not, but they need the proof. And then the cheater slips up and then they find out everything. Interesting. I feel like if you're that paranoid, I could not be in a relationship where I was that paranoid all the time, where I'd Mm -hmm. have to check um, my partner's social media or their phone. I've never checked Garrett's phone. Have you like ever checked Kyle's phone? No, I've been very open about everything. I'm like, if you want to read my phone, I'm like, I have nothing to hide. Yeah, no, same. And I'm just, but I've never been like, let me check. Well, I guess because I've never thought that Garrett would cheat, but Mm -hmm. how many roaches are in there? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, what I said to Kyle was, and I'm pretty sure you have the same mentality towards Garrett. You probably just wouldn't say it out loud or to his face. I'm like, I am the best that you're going to get. So (laughs) I'm like, if you cheat on me, it only goes downhill from here. So I'm like, there's just there's no incentive for you to do it. I just think that Garrett's so exhausted that like having to like go out and find someone else. He'd be like, why would I want to deal with that? I always ask him, I'm like, would you ever want like a polygamous relationship like me and another wife? And he's like, you know how exhausting that would be? He's like, I can't even handle you. Like, you're so (laughs) you're so much. You're so hyper all the time. There's so much going on. He's like having another wife. Hell no. Like another person that's on an emotional roller coaster ride. Like, absolutely not. I can only imagine like two of me. No one deserves that in life. <laughs> no, especially like say like me and the girl, like our our like cycles synced up. We got our periods at the same time. Like, yeah. could you imagine him just walking in on that? He'd be like, oh, he's be like, I need to go. Like, I need to go to the bar. Like, this is too much. He'd just toss chocolate in and leave. Be like, right? bye. And now it's time for five random, random, random facts. 
so there's a world record for the most world record titles. It belongs to Ashrita Fruman from Brooklyn, who has more than 700 world titles. For what? I have Everything? No, there could be a world record for literally anything. I'm curious now. Me too. Well, you read the next one. I'll look her up while you do it. Okay. Uh, the black lines on the side of a school bus show the floor lines and the seat lines inside. That way, if there's ever an accident, firefighters know where to cut. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ashrita Roman is actually a guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. He's been Fun breaking, fact. <laughs> he's been breaking world records since uh, 1979 when he set his first world record by doing 27,000 jumping jacks. He's just done a lot of really athletic, weird stuff like jumping rope and pogo sticking and a bunch of stuff like that and walking on stilts in the fastest time. So a bunch of random stuff like that. So the world records that people don't really care about, it's just kind of filler in the book. Pretty much. Because <laughs> we have never heard of this person. So <laughs> yeah. The sum of all the numbers on a roulette wheel is 666. That's like a devil's number, 666. It is, yeah. The voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse got married in real life. I love this. Wayne Allwine and Rusty Taylor were married for 18 years until Wayne's death in 2009. That's really, really cute. That is so sweet. Although I do hate Mickey Mouse. Why? When I went to Disneyland, oh, uh, fuck, did, <laughs> did Mickey shade you? Like, okay, please, I need to know this. Like, what possibly could Mickey most do at Disney World that hey, makes you not like him? There was just some weird conspiracy that I had with my friend, but every time that we were going to like a long lineup in a line or something, I turn my corner, there's Mickey. And then whenever like I want to go get a corn dog or something, oh, we're sold out of corn dogs. I turn, there's Mickey. We want to go to Splash Mountain. Oh, the ride is not working right now. I turn my head, there's Mickey. Every bad thing that happened to us while we were there, I'm not even kidding you. I turn and there was Mickey, like the mascot or a shirt that had his face on it. And I'm like, Mickey's everywhere. He is ruining my vacation. And now it's I don't also like it. Disney World. Nope. Of course, they have a million Di Mickeys at Disney World, but I just love how every time you turned your head, something bad. You should have gone up to Mickey and been like, listen, my experience here at Disneyland has not been magical because right. you've been here every <laughs> single time, something bad. And they may he may have given you something, maybe a hug. Probably I don't want a hug for Mickey. He's ruined my vacation. It was also like 12 years ago, and I still hold a grudge against Mickey Mouse. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't imagine if someone didn't show up to your wedding, you would also hold a grudge. Right. Beyond a grudge. Baby sea otters can't swim right away, so their moms will wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle around on their own. That's adorable. Although, like, I just wonder, like, a baby sea otter, because they're born in water, so if they can't swim, do they just kind of stand there? Their mom doesn't do anything? Like, how have they not evolved? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, how... Well, I guess babies are born not walking. Yeah, but they're... No, it's not the same. <laughs> sea otters should not swim immediately. <laughs> right? Or else they just drown. Yeah, they're just Bye. literally just sitting there. Like, yeah. okay, I'm prey. <laughs> what do I do? This has been today's edition of... One, two, three, four, five. Random. 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 Facts. So I'm a little surprised and I guess impressed that we went through this entire recording and you did not have to stop to feed the baby. There's no leakage going on. Everything's going okay. <laughs> no leakage going on, Jamie. My boobs always leak. Come on. <laughs> um, like even Garrett the other day was like imitating Cole's cry. And he's like, man, I'm like, stop. 
stop my boobs are leaking. No, my husband has them right now. Okay. Keeping them entertained, doing some tummy time. I right. hope they're probably just snoozing. Let's be honest. <laughs> they're probably out there just having a nap. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Is that a real thing that if the baby cries that like it kind of turns the ducks on in your boobs and you start leaking? Yes. Yeah. My boobs will tingle. And it's like the letdown is like, I'm thinking of like Niagara Falls or something like you hear the cry and then it just starts flowing down. That's why they make breast pads. Like a tampon for your boobs? Okay, it's not tampon. <laughs> it's like a pad. I hear it's pad. A, what do you think I think? <laughs> I know, but it's just like a pad that goes on your bra so okay. that if you do leak, it like leaks into the pad so that you're not like soaking wet. <laughs> right. You're like, why do I do this podcast with you? <laughs> it's too much sometimes. You know, it's it's a learning experience for me. Things that I will never really go through. So I'm learning. We're learning together, Victoria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you anything you want to know about gay culture. You learned about glory holes from me. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew about glory holes, but my in-laws didn't. As long as I help one person every episode. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> oh my God. I love it so much. That's still will probably one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah. It'll go down in history as the day that so many people learned about glory holes and bathhouses and just random things in gay culture. You're welcome. Anyway, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye.